This is the Ladies Edition podcast by Real Women, where we discuss the adversity and absolute foolishness that comes with women's reproductive issues. It is the mission of the Ladies Edition podcast to inspire, educate, and shine a light on and in our V Valley while empowering women everywhere. Welcome back to the Ladies Edition. I am super excited about today's episode, but first we have to introduce ourselves. I am one of the hosts, Shamika Rhymes, and I own the Mofo Chronicles blog. I created it. I'm the writer. I'm the janitor. I'm all the things. And I also have Check the Rhymes TV, which you can find on YouTube and Sweet929.tv, Zonify, and I think that's it for right now. And of course, I'm a writer, so you can find my byline everywhere. And let me introduce you to my co-host, Shelly. Hey, everyone. I am Shelly Cheyenne, life coach, um, author, and what else am I? A uh, podcast host. I have my own podcast, uh, Chit Chat with Shelly Cheyenne. And um, I know I'm excited about today's topic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> when, I, when I brought this to Shelly, she was like, what now? <laughs> so, so I'm so excited that Angie Rivera is here to talk about her business, Ara Healing and Womb Healing, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's all we do on this channel or podcast. I keep, I talk like I'm on YouTube, but <laughs> podcast <laughs> to talk about women's health and, and taking care of ourselves. So welcome, Angie. Thanks for having me. So let's kick this off. Like, tell us, who you are, what you do, because it is, you do, a, you do a lot. And I'm, I will already kick this off by saying I have been to Angie's place of business and she's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so what I do, um, I am a neuromuscular therapist, um, as a base practice. And outside of that, I am a Taino womb healer. Um, And a lot of the population thinks that Tainos went extinct with the discovery of the Americas, but that's not true. Um, And so all of the practices that I use when I use Tainos medicine um, come from the island. So it's something that's been handed down through the medicine woman in my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's really powerful stuff as you were able to experience. Uh, But it's great for helping women work with what's considered their shadow side. So all of the things that, you know, women tend to push down to not deal with because they have life to keep going. Um, all these things start to blackmail us into living a way that we wouldn't necessarily choose to live because we don't want these things coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. So it leaves us living into a life that we either one, um, want to hide the shadow side or two, we're living a life to please other people, which leaves little room for an us life. So, and it's really great for pulling to the surface and helping people, helping women specifically, you know, do the fall apart so that you have room to rebuild in something that's actually you. Yeah. And I will, here's my testimony. I walked (laughs) in there as a client and I was like, she's not going to crack me. This is not going to (laughs) work. I was like, I'm, this ain't going to work. And I didn't think it was working until Angie like touched a spot on my arm and I fell apart. (laughs) I was like, Oh God, it is working. And I felt so much better. Like some stuff that I hadn't dealt with kind of like came to the surface and I had to face it. So Mm -hmm. I think it 
you know, it was an amazing experience, even though it was something that I had totally forgotten about actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Shelly, what do you think? Cause I know you were skeptical. <laughs> I'm the skeptic. I'm like, you know, um, I, if you bring something by me, when we first talked about this, I said, well, okay. I I'm open to hearing all sides of everything, all mm-hmm. sides of natural healing, med- because I I've, since we've both, Shamika and I both have had um, different medical issues. I know me personally, I'm tired of going to a doctor, you know, right. primary care. I'm just doctor, tired of it um, because I always feel like I'm not being heard. I'm not being listened to. I'm not being paid attention to. I'm just given some medicine and pushed out the door and told to come back in a couple of months. And so I've kind of been on this thing um, now that I'm in my 40s where I'm trying to find different natural routes for things. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was someone who believed in holistic stuff as well. You know, she she read about it. She studied it a little bit and paid attention to it. But um, I, so, you know, Shamika has brought this to me and I said, now listen. So this woman touched, put her, her, her two fingers on your arm and you just broke down. Come on, Shamika. Like, you know, and she was like, no, you got to hear, you got to listen. So I, I'm open to hear because I really want to know all of the different ways that a woman can try to, I guess, take to take it to the next, the next realm of self-care, right. you know, that true meaning of self-care and finding other people that'll help and maybe alleviate some issues or bring, bring out some things that she didn't even know. Like Shamika said, in her experience, I haven't had an experience like that. Um, when I come visit, I'll, I'll definitely go by and see you. Nobody invited you. Well, I'm inviting myself, you know, I'm inviting myself. Um, but I would like to do it. I really would. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, you know, the demographic that I treat they're, they're really sort of getting into that space in their life where, you know, when you're in your twenties, you're taking a lot of advice. You learn a lot of lessons in your thirties, you start implementing all those lessons. And then towards the end of your thirties, it's like, you've spent all your, like, I was about to cuss. Are we allowed to cuss? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So like you spent all of your fucks in your early thirties. Right. And then you start to get to the end of your thirties And all of a sudden there's this sort of awakening that happens Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, you'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, well, well, here's some medicine and and there you go. And then you're left wanting, right? Mm -hmm. But you know that there's something going on. And let's say you see a different doctor and a different doctor says, well, we think this is the issue. And you're like, "Mm, that still doesn't sound right. And what's happening is that there's your inner voice is starting to peek through. Because you're no longer in a place where you're ready to listen and just take what people are saying to you yeah. as truth. You're really starting to listen. And they're, they're like nudges of your spirit saying, hey, like this doesn't sound right. Or we need a little bit more. Or, you know, this medicine is not going to do what we need it to do. And so I think that's what kind of, that, that's what sets us on this path of, you know, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. Because what we've been doing maybe was working before, but now we feel like we know a little bit better. Right. And women, you know, since the beginning of modern medicine have been told that we're not smart enough to care for our own bodies. Right. Because, you know, women weren't allowed to practice medicine way back when, but women were the main source of medicine Mm -hmm. when life was beginning. So, you know, 
we've been told for so long that we have to give our bodies over to somebody else. And we've been doing it for so long that we lost touch with that voice. Right. And so when you get to later in thirties and forties, that voice starts to poke through and you're like, Shh, you're, you want to listen. And she's like, no, but I'm trying to tell you there's something else going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's when we really start to figure out, you know, what is it that I want? What is it that I need? And that, that's when the fun happens. That's when the magic really starts to peek through. And like Shamika had really recognized, it's like when you, when you get in a space where you feel safe to listen to the voice and the office is a really great container for that. It's a safe mm-hmm. container for people to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You, all of those layers that we put together to keep ourselves safe, they start to come off little by little. And it takes a little bit to warm up. But when you get there, all of a sudden your thinking brain shuts off and then you're like feeling brain. And I tell all of the women that I work with, women are, women have two hearts. We have our functional heart, the heart that, you know, keeps us living and going. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we have our feeling heart, which sits in the womb space. It's where creativity, sexuality, our safety sits, all the things that really make us us. That's where that's sitting. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a womb. It's the womb space. And then like, if you've ever, you know, nobody's ever poked your uterus with their finger, right? It's, it's the space itself that carries the energy that's our essence. And so, you know, with doing this kind of work, you know, women are allowing me to go into a space that a lot, a lot of times they've never even gone into. And so it opens up this realm of feeling things that have been waiting to be acknowledged. And, you know, the funny thing about feelings is that feelings will always have their day. And it may come out moments at a time. And that's where the blackmail comes in. You know, it it finds these moments to peek out. Maybe it's the anger or the hurt. And so unnecessarily, you're going to react in a way, you know, you're going to create a punishment for a crime. And it seems a little overboard. And you're like, well, shit, like I... Mm-hmm. Like I really didn't mean for that to happen, but it happened. And that's, this is the reason why. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in doing this, this allows the feeling to come to the surface to be seen, much like we want to be seen. So, do, so do all these feelings. And so that's what this healing work does. It helps to like bring out of the shadows, all of these things that we've been running from mm-hmm. and finally forces us to face them. And a lot of times it's really difficult because people are walking around with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. most of the time it's not even our shit. We've just taken responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's helping to, you know, take that, recognize it, you know, see it for what it is. And, you know, feelings are not facts, so they can be changed at any time. Mm -hmm. You know, this story that we built around this feeling, it's just that a story, which means that we can rewrite the fucking story anytime. Amen. See it, but we see it as a fact and we live by it and we die by it. And it's so unnecessary, mm-hmm. so unnecessary. But if you just take the time and, you know, as women, we're not given the time to fall apart because we have to keep our lives going. We have to work. We have to raise kids. We have to do this. We have to volunteer X, Y, Z, you know, and for some reason, if we're not doing it with this perception that we're nailing it all a hundred percent of the fucking time, we're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to play like the male versus female card, but men are giving so, they're giving so much more grace to, to fail. Mm-hmm. And if we fail, it's because we're failures, not because we weren't given information or we weren't given help or it was because we failed. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's, that's part of our story, mm-hmm. but, you know, we deserve the time because we're doing so much 
We deserve the time to fall apart so that we can get rid of the bullshit that's been weighing us down and blackmailing us so that we can step into the next day and the next portion of our life, Mm -hmm. light, free, and unapologetic about it. And that's what the work does. Yeah. I was just trying to think of like when I came to your office and it actually, I didn't even know my fibroids had returned at that point. So this is 2019 Mm -hmm. after my sinus surgery, but I remember... (laughs) I didn't know, I knew something felt off, but I didn't know what it was. And so, mm-hmm. and I was in a situationship I shouldn't have been in, <laughs> but, it just, but it, that kind of like helped me start. I think I was just starting that kind of self-care, mm-hmm. self-healing journey when I came to your office. So, um, yeah. So what exactly is the womb healing? Like, what do you do? And for people that don't know, what do you do exactly? So it's a combination of things. And because every woman heals and releases differently, mm-hmm. uh, I let the woman really dictate how the session goes. Um, the majority of it is energy work. And, you know, you experience it, you, the space itself lends to a certain comfort to where you you can relax into it. Mm-hmm. Um, breath work is another piece of that. If I notice fight or flight, I just remind people like, hey, <laughs> it's time to take a big deep breath. Let's get back into safe space. Yeah. But the, the magic to it all is just knowing that there is somebody there to catch you. And there is no magic wand. There's no, it's me. It's the, the strength and the power and the knowledge and the wisdom that's been get handed down to me through my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of this family gift that, you know, my sister, my little girl, you know, that we were all handed where we have an intuition about, you know, people, their experiences, what they're feeling. And so that all comes into play during session. Um, and when you're in a space that allows all of that to happen organically in a way that it's supposed to, that's personal to you, there's there's just something really special about how a woman unravels in that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Again, like just knowing that there's somebody there to catch you when yeah. you do start to break, that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Because even in our personal lives, we tend to not burden, you know, we, we, we think we're burdening our friends with the things that we're going through, mm-hmm. but they're the people that we need to catch us. You know, when they say it takes a village, mm-hmm. I'm just part of that village. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's just so much that happens. It's you know, I'd have to, I'd probably take up like four days of time to like really go into the intricacies of it, but it's really energetic intuition and being the light in the dark when women need it. What have um, your clients told you about their healing journey after working with you? I know Shamika is giving her testimony, but what is the the usual? Um, I guess, feeling of how they came in initially and mm-hmm. how they, at the end of their session, how they were, how, what, what are some of the re- remarks that you've received? Uh, the common denominator immediately after is that they feel lighter. And even at, even after these, these things have bubbled to the surface for them, the weight's no longer internal, it's external. Mm-hmm. So there's sort of a lightness that everybody feels. Um, and that there's there's still the heaviness that they're going to carry because of the emotions that come that have come out, and that's something that they have to navigate as well on their own. 
And of course, I'm always there for, for the support. But the common denominator is light. And that's the goal, is that we're, we're meant to feel light in our bodies. We're meant to feel light in our emotions. And even when the heavy shit happens, we should still feel, the, feel some sort of light that carries us through that. Mm-hmm. So light is a common denominator, but also a lot of people within the following days start to feel more empowered. They feel stronger. They feel unburdened. Um, a lot of them start to recognize, well, like shit, like this is, this is the wall that I was trying to break through. Mm-hmm. You know, when people feel stuck, it's like there's that unstuckness. Yeah. So there's like the freedom and the liberation in that as well. Um, so there are a lot of things that women feel, but those, I would say those are the, the top, like common denominators between all of them. And I meant to tell everybody that, that Aura Healing is in Charlotte, North Carolina, because <laughs> just so everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I said I'm coming to visit. <laughs> Thank you. Ripple. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you also offer um, like vaginal steaming and I hear a lot about that. And it seems mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of started doing that. And I don't exactly know what it is. Have you ever done it, Shelly? No, but I've, I've seen it discussed on different uh-huh. reality shows and yeah. I'm like, what in That's the world? I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so vaginal steaming is something that, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop group have definitely brought out to the public. Um, but it's it's ancient medicine. People, you know, uh, medicine women have been using it for centuries as gynecological care. Uh, so, you know, it helps to clear out any sort of like bad lover energy. Because um, we're not like, wait, <laughs> steam it out, girl, steam it out. <laughs> steam it out, yep. Uh, because, you know, when we when we allow someone to enter our space, we feel the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine the person that walks into your space who has bad energy and all of a sudden is now inside your body. What do they leave behind? Like I walked away from people that I've just said hi to and be like, oof, I need to go sage, right? Immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, there, it's no different. And, um, you know, it's used for hormone balance. It's used for menopause. It's used for PMS, general care. Uh, so there are a lot of really great things that come from it. So is, it, it is it where you're sitting on, is it different herbs that um, have healing, I guess, properties or whatever that can better <laughs> go along with the statement? I mean, is it, you know, there's like certain herbs yeah. that I mean, are I used thinking for eucalyptus or something. Well, I was going to say burn. that echinacea, like, you <laughs> right. know, I mean, is there something specific that is used? Yeah. So there are a combination of herbs, depending on what it is that you're wanting to treat. Um, so again, like this is one of those things where the herb mix is going to be specific to you as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, anytime you're booking a, a V-Steam, you're definitely going to, you know, go through, look at the options and see what it is that you're wanting to accomplish. And then that's when the herbal mix is created. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's amazing. You know, people steam their faces, you know, there are all of these healing properties it's the same for your vagina. Like the girl needs help. She like that woman is like screaming for assistance and attention. Does that help dryness? Yes, she is. That's always my question. Does that help dryness? That? <laughs> it does help dryness. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there, 
And there are herbs that you can drink as a tea that will also help with dryness. You know, and, you know, as we get older as women, you know, it's no secret that there's a lot of dryness that start to kick in. Yeah. But nobody told us that all of that could be remedied. You know, when you're perimenopausal, Mm -hmm. which I am now, um, it's your estrogen spikes, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like your body's pushing out all the extra estrogen. It's like, girl, we're going to lose it. So let's use it. And then all of a, and then it bottoms out what? and it drops. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? No, and I, then, I, because I, I can visually see that. I feel that, like yeah. it's mm-hmm. like it's wrapping up now. Let's go. Let's yeah. let's get it all. And then you, you know, I think I'm going through that right now. We had a uh, menopause doctor on our last show, and mm-hmm. she talked about that. But you know, here here it is again being said yet again yeah. about those those hormones that we have. Yeah, mm-hmm. but all of that, nobody told us that all of that could be remedied without hormone replacement. Right. Nope. Because, right. because hormone replacement obviously costs more than buying some organic herbs. Mm-hmm. So if the secret gets out that you can heal yourself, you, like yet again, you can heal yourself, the gig mm-hmm. is up. Yeah. So... It's, I mean, all, all of it can, the majority, I'm not going to say all of it. The majority of the things that we experience as women could all be handled at home with herbal remedies, herbal remedies and self-care. So have you, aside from me, because, well, I didn't know I had the had fibroids at that point, but have you treated people like with fibroids or endometriosis? And, and if so, like, what did that look like and how did they feel like after treatment? For endometriosis, uh, there's a lot of manual manipulation that's involved to help break up scar tissue because the funny thing is, is that for endometriosis, a lot of women will have surgery. Yeah. Surgery leaves more scar tissue. So you're just treating one for the other. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we get in there, we manually manipulate all of the tissue to get it to break up. Uh, And it takes some time to, it takes some time and a couple sessions to achieve our end goal, Mm -hmm. but it's achievable. And um, for fibroids, it's it's a hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. So again, that's something that acupuncture can help with, herbal remedies can help with. You know, it's 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 not something that has to be taken care of by an OBGYN. Yeah, that's good. But to this know. is yeah, but this is where being in touch with your yourself as a woman comes into play. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you start listening to that voice and paying attention, you'll know when something's off. I know when she's dropping eggs. I know what side. I know when it starts. I know when she's done. I know when my partner needs to sleep in the other bedroom. <laughs> it's so you know it's it's another one of those things where you know if we are guided into knowing our bodies the way that we're supposed to, these are all things yeah. that can be handled before they get to the severity where we have to have surgery. What have been um, some of your own personal um, experiences with womb healing and just, you know, your journey? Uh, so with my journey, it actually started, there was um, someone close to me who was molested, mm. um, which brought up a lot of my own because I was also molested at a young age. And when I spoke up about it, um, I was dismissed and I didn't realize how much of that was still sitting inside me. Um, so I started searching, you know, like, like we all do when we go through something traumatic, how do I do the therapy wasn't working for me? Mm -hmm. Um, but there was nothing else. And then I ran into a group of women who were already doing work. And, um, this group of women became my mentors 
And um, specifically one was doing womb work. And she said, can, can I, will you allow me the, the space to help you? Can I help you? And I was like, well, shit, yes. You know, what do I have to lose? Mm-hmm. Um, and the work that she did for me Im- immediately, obviously I was a mess. You know, I like lost my shit crying, like hyperbent, like ugly crying. I had like snot coming out of my nose. It was, it was awful, but also the best experience I could have asked for because like I offer the safe space for women. She offered me the safe space to let this come to the service, but then, but then to feel the nurturing that the little girl inside of me needed back then. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like I was being transported back to the event so that I could experience it, so that I could share it and then feel the nurturing so that I could heal from it. And um, th- I think that was, that was the moment where I decided like, yes, like I need to take all the things that I've been given and help other women do the exact same thing. Because that's, that's really when I became alive. Like that's the day that I started living. So, and then once, once I allowed myself to do the follow-up part, Mm-hmm. Then I realized like, oh shit, like I started looking around and it was almost like having a dress for a really long time. It didn't fit anymore. My life, when I looked around, no longer fit, mm-hmm. which comes along with its own really big choices. And, um, you know, I kept going back to the womb healer and, you know, as I was shedding, I was helping her, I, I was having her help me shed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I ended up selling my previous business. I ended up um, starting a new business. I ended up um, getting divorced. Uh, so there were a lot of really big changes that came along with my personal healing space. I mean, and not that everybody's is that severe because it doesn't have to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really good at blowing my shit up and starting over. It's it's sort of <laughs> like my superpower. But for me, this allowed me the the space and strength to navigate that in my own knowing because she had helped me find myself enough where I could listen to my own voice and decide what was best for me. And yeah, there were some sidesteps, but if there isn't a sidestep, you're not risking enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all really scary, but again, if it's not scary, you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. You're not pushing yourself enough into the healing. Oh, that's powerful. Um, so speaking of that, like Shelly mentioned we both have had hysterectomies mm-hmm. and, um, or did she mention that? If she didn't, I'm mentioning it now. She's telling my business. <laughs> she said surgeries. <laughs> yeah. Hysterectomies. But, <laughs> but one of the things when I ran into you um, a few weeks ago, you were saying yeah. that we should have done a, a ceremony. So can yeah. you talk about what that would have looked like? I was just pretty much like, bye girl, <laughs> like get this uterus out. <laughs> right. Yeah. The ceremony is really beautiful. And I've done a few of these um, because for some reason, hysterectomy seemed to be on the rise. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know what to attribute that to, but but they are. It's, it's just fact that they are. Um, but the ceremony is great because um, it's used as a way to say goodbye to the life and the woman that you were to step into the woman that you are becoming and now are. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really great because we don't have enough of these like rites of passage for women and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in my lineage, these ceremonies were used to help say goodbye. And, you know, nobody, nobody does that for women. There's nobody saying, you know, 
you're about to be a mother. Like, let's celebrate the life that you had and say goodbye to that. Mm-hmm. So you can step in free without having the identity crisis of how to mesh the two, like, you know, one foot in one life and one foot in the other, because mm-hmm. we can't exist like that. Right. So that's what it does. It helps us put both feet into the person that we currently are and help us walk that path with both feet so that we're stable, we're secure, we're happy. And, and in that, it, it allows us the space to start building this new thing this new portion of us that needs love and nurturing, just like a baby would. Oh, that's, I just didn't think about that. I just thought about like, I guess in my own way, I did my own goodbye, but I saw it as this is a new beginning, all the trauma from whatever that has caused these fibroids getting Mm -hmm. out of here, new beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel to say goodbye to nothing. I just wanted it out. I wanted the, (laughs) you know, I wanted to feel better. You know, so I didn't process anything, I think, until what months after, like, that's when you start like really thinking about, oh, man, what did I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 What did I do? And which led to Shamika and I talking more about um, her, her, you know, experience and then mine. And we had a lot of, you know, similar experiences, but I had never talked about it. I was just like, okay, girl, go get the surgery, get it done. And I just want to eat what I want to eat now and get back to feeling better and get back to working out without, you know, not seeing any kind of progress or anything because of the fibroids and having these long drawn out periods. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get on the other side. So I didn't take the time to, which I think many women don't, we just want to get to the other side of this. Get me, get me through this so I can start Mm -hmm. to live and Mm -hmm. feel like myself again. Well, Mm -hmm. who is myself now? I don't know because now myself is different. This is a different Shelly than I was prior to having the surgery. I don't even know who this body is now. This body has taken on a whole nother identity because now things are different now that that one organ is gone and so now it's like here's your hormones bouncing off the wall here's this now happening here's the emotional part here's the Mm -hmm. mental part all of these different things so now Mm -hmm. I'm kind of doing the work afterwards (laughs) and it's kind of frustrating because Mm -hmm. had I done it beforehand and really invested in um you know, I've done the, re- I did the research about it, you know, what am I doing and all of that surgically wise, but then, you know, you don't really invest in other stuff. Like, how right. am I going to feel after this? This is a major thing. Mm-hmm. Are you going to feel any, you know, are you taking the time to think about it? No, you're not. You're just getting through. So right. what do you, what is your advice to women, you know, before, since you did mention there's hysterectomy. Uh, I mean, I know at least three women right now that are have planned their hysterectomies mm-hmm. right. you know, for this year. So what, what advice would you give them, um, you know, as they go through this journey now? Yeah. I think that a lot of women who are having hysterectomies are, are, have, have that same mentality. Like I just want to get this done. I just want to get it over so I can move on with my life. But, you know, there's a, there's a, a goodbye that needs to be said, mm-hmm. you know, there's a mourning process in that. And I, I would, you know, ask any woman going through this to like sit and really like thank your body for the things that it's done for you because, you know, you didn't come to this 
this conclusion lightly, like you really thought about what it is that you wanted to do before doing this because you know it's a big deal. Right. So I think in saying your goodbye, that should also be a big deal. There is a portion of your life, you know, depending on age, that there are certain things that are no longer going to be able to happen for you unless you bring in like exterior factors. So, you know, for some women who've not had children, who were wanting to have children, but have to have hysterectomies for whatever reason, there's a mourning process in that. Mm-hmm. And there's a dying to the to this story and this life that they had put together in their head. Mm-hmm. Because when we're little girls, you know, we spend all of our time playing with baby dolls. You know, you're a mom at, at a really young age. Mm-hmm. And so for those women, you know, there really should be some sort of something that says goodbye to all that. You know, thank you for being there. Thank you for trying your best. You know, I'm sorry that we have to part ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And for the women who aren't going through that process, you know, thank you for all the things you tried to do for me. Thank you for the things that you did. Again, sorry that we have to part ways. And that lets us walk away from that person to step into this person. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's sex going to feel like? How am I going to feel in this new body? You know, am I going to feel, you know, less than because I'm missing part of myself? Mm -hmm. You know, these are all valid questions and feelings when we have hysterectomies. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important for women to really sit and say the goodbyes and reflect on the life that they had with this you know, with this portion of the body that's going to be gone. And then when it's gone, you know, do the same thing, reflect on, okay, so what do I, what do I want? How do I want to interact and exist in this body now? You know, what part of my body can I now identify with, you know, housing all of these feelings and emotions and all of these things that, you know, I used to spend the energy doing with my uterus, but now it's not there anymore. You know, you know, what do I attach all these feelings to and how do I process and navigate all that? Mm -hmm. That's really important. Um, I think a lot of women think that this is, you know, when we're, when we have different illnesses that our bodies have turned against us, right? you know, so Mm -hmm. it's a negative thing and we just want to, Hey, um, we, we detach ourselves from our bodies because we're mad at it for doing this to us. You know what I mean? And so I guess taking that time. Yeah. It's like you turn against me because this wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a negative, um, view that we have of, of that body or that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, I guess this would make sense to let it know, that right. I, I I get it. I'm I, I'm sorry. I know you're sorry. Okay, but I I forgive you. It's that closure. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. the goodbye, the understanding. So yeah. I I can see how that would be very important. Yeah, and I think that women, you know, once once the physical healing is has started to kick in, you know, women start to think about, oh, okay, so I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna start having sex. But again, like the sex piece is something that women are like, well, oh, you know, there used to be this thing that took up space and now there's no, there, you know, my cervix isn't there anymore. Um, and it, uh, for, for some women, you know, cervical orgasms are a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so now I have to figure out my sex body again. Oh, and I don't think that that's a lot of, I don't think a lot of women really consider that until they're faced with you know, the sexual interaction, they're like, oh shit, this feels different. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a lot involved yeah. that doctors don't talk about. No. Right. Right. Yeah. It's um going back to like, you know, thanking your body. I remember the blog that I wrote when I was talking about my decision. Mm-hmm. I just thought about like, I was like, thank you for me not getting pregnant by any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not allowing me to be stuck with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we think a lot of things in our lives, right? Yeah. But we, we, you know, I think some of the things that we need to pay more attention to thinking, we're just so used to having them there. It's like the the yeah. friend or the family member that you think is always going to be there. And then, you know, for some reason they, they transition and they're gone. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, I wish I would have mm-hmm. said the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is no different. So is this like a, you know, we have our, our health community, we have our primary care, we have our dentists, we have our eye doctors. Um, so with, with womb healing and this practice, should that just follow right into our, our health community, our wellness community, um, for women now at, for all ages, or is there something that, this is something that's practiced every now and again when you feel like you need to, you know, zhuzh up your your life a little bit. Right. Or is this because I really think this is something if it's if it's something that's going to keep our bodies going mentally and emotionally as well, then it should be incorporated right along with my therapist mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know the other yeah. wellness um, people in my life, uh, pre- pre- practitioners or whatever. So do you think this is something that a woman should just go ahead and start including in her life from here on? I do. I absolutely do. I think it's a form of maintenance. Um, It's always been used as medicine in other countries. We just don't use it as medicine here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, womb work really should be done quarterly unless you're really trying to navigate something big. And it's something that you should do more frequently until you heal through the big event. Um, because none of us are meant to, to do any of this alone. We're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the gift of pandemic was that it showed us that, right. We were forced to be isolated, which brought a lot to the surface for a lot of people. Um, so I think that, you know, the silver lining with pandemic is that it really, it really helped us see some of the truths that were, that were laying in the shadows. Um, but yeah, I absolutely think that this is something that women should be doing on a regular basis because, you know, life is this big classroom and there are a lot of lessons that we keep learning along the way. With some of these lessons, there are some bumps and bruises that we need to figure out how to navigate that because when we were younger, we weren't given the tools to do that. And this is the tool. And, you know, what I do, a lot of women can do it at home, but it takes getting to a point where you've healed enough to be able to listen to your intuition and listen to your voice to get to that point where you can. And that's what I, that's what I help to do is to help get them to the point. Cause I don't want to see everybody forever. If they want to keep coming to me forever. Great. But the goal is that you come to see me because you want to, not because you feel like you have to, mm-hmm. you know, my goal is to help every woman that walks through my door, get so in touch with herself that any kind of bullshit that comes at her from the exterior, she knows is bullshit mm-hmm. and can use her voice to say that, like, I'm not, you know, thank you for your information. I know better. Mm-hmm. I love that. Now, do you offer sessions virtually or do you have to actually come to your office in Charlotte? Uh, it depends on what you're wanting to accomplish. 
Okay. Um, if you're wanting the manip- the manual work, obviously you're going to have, it's going to have to be in person, mm-hmm. but a lot of what I do can be done virtually. Um, I actually just opened up virtual. So it's funny that you ask. Um, I actually just started opening a virtual, uh, series to help women get through this. One of them is, um, healing good girl syndrome. Uh, the other is sacred sensuality. And then the last is reconnect. And that can be done, um, individually to help reconnect with your voice. If you feel like you need to start with a really good base or reconnection as a couple and not to be used as couple therapy, but for a cup, a healthy, happy couple to come in and to figure out how to go even deeper, how to, how to develop your own language, how to really dive in and be vulnerable in that space and not be afraid there, so that there's any kind of apprehension mm-hmm. when communicating with each other. So, you know, all of that can be done virtually. Okay. So have men participated in this? Have men? Uh, so there uh, is, there is womb healing for men. Um, because when you go to my website, it looks female-based. Um, men tend to shy away from that. But there are womb healers in the U.S. Um, and definitely out of the U.S., like Guatemala, um, Dominican Republic, that focus on men's womb healing. Because, you know, just like, just like we have, you know, we kind of, society has discounted male hurt um, yeah. because we've seen masculinity creating hurt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there aren't a lot of people who are willing to stop and, and think like, hey, maybe some of these men need healing too. Mm-hmm. And we know they do because we've run, we've run into them. We're yeah. like, shit, you need some healing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> They're the bad time. energies. Say right. mm. <laughs> like, I can refer you out. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, with, with this kind of work, women really, you know, the goal is to have a new generation of women who can then be the example for their communities to start using their voice in a way that's conducive and happy and healthy for them. Because that's gonna that's gonna create a world, you know, in generations to come, yeah. where women don't feel like they're burdening other people with their problems. We feel like we're living in a village again. Where can they find your website? Uh, so my website is arahealingus.com, and everything is on there. So you can book online, you can buy online. If you know somebody who you want to gift this kind of treatment to, you can do that. Um, the ceremonies page isn't up yet, but that's going to be up and running soon. Um, ceremonies really should be a thing in our community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really bothers me that it's not. Um, but yeah, all my information is there. My Instagram is our healing us. Um, trying to get more comfortable with videos. <laughs> so, so you're good at this it. face a little bit more. <laughs> But yeah, everything can be booked online. Um, consults can also be booked online. Um, if you're a little weary and you're, you know, not sure which which treatment you need, what kind of healing you need, um, a consult is always available for that as well. Mm-hmm. well. Thank you so much, Angie, for joining us today. Thank I have you. learned even more than I already knew, and I may I may be reaching out to you about this hormone imbalance because I'm. Fed no, up. <laughs> yeah, we we really need to do like um. Let's see, here I go inviting myself again, but we really <laughs> need to do like a spa weekend, mm-hmm. and then have have this have our own. Do you do like girlfriend type uh, events where two you know two friends can come and and wound heal together? 
friends. Is that's- you ladies are so intuitive because that's coming this fall. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's See? awesome. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to oh, start wow. doing them. I'm going to offer them as groups, but I'm also going to be doing them with the moon cycles. So it'll be like a, a sound healing ceremony where women will be shedding. It'll, it'll be a really intense shedding and healing type of night. Okay. So we got to be ready for the emotional yeah. stuff. See, I'm not an emotional person. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tight. And, um, you know, maybe that's, so, I'll probably be a, so the one ball in the most. She will too. break you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So people, and a lot of people say I'm not emotional, but everybody's emotionful. Okay. And there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've gotten really good at feeling like emotional is a bad thing, but it's only because we've grown up in a society where feelings made other people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So we started apologizing for our feelings, but we're still emotionful. We still have all, we're still full of these fucking feelings that want to, that want to come out, mm-hmm. but we wait, right? We hold mm-hmm. them and we wait. So, you know, I would challenge you to just give yourself this space at some point to be emotionful and then allow yourself to be emotional and see it as a positive thing, because we don't always have to be hard to be strong. Mm-hmm. There's some, there's a beauty in being soft and also being being strong. Yeah. And we weren't taught that, you know, when in, especially in our community, in the African-American community, we're taught to always be strong and to, you know, you have to be a strong woman. Well, you know, sometimes I don't want to be sometimes I, but you get so used to that concept Mm -hmm. that that's all, you know, and when you do have a moment of you know, emotions or whatever, you let your, your shoulders down. Mm -hmm. It's like the world kind of does look at you. Like you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to always, you're supposed to be able to, if I'm a getting this coming, you're supposed to stand there like, yeah, you know, like, (laughs) no, I'm, I want to be scared too. I want to cry too, you know, Mm -hmm. but we're always taught to keep up this, this strength. So, um, but I, I am really going to Shamika, we're going to go. Okay, we're gonna (laughs) because we need to heal ourselves together. This will be our adventure. This will be maybe we can start adventures like this. If you come, adventure, yeah, yeah. If you come though, you cannot back out. Like I'm gonna put you in the car and we're going. (laughs) I'm I put the child lock on so you can't get out. (laughs) Okay, you got me. Okay, yes, I agree. I will. Well, Angie, it's been so fun and informative um, talking to you and just hearing yet again another um, side to this holistic health wellness thing that we all need to really know and and start looking into more and start um, researching and coming across and meeting people like you that can help our journeys in this in this world. But um, we thank you so much for your time and we will be seeing you soon. Well, you're welcome. And thank you again for thinking of me. I really appreciate the time and space to, to have this chat. Yes. You'll have to come back, come back. And you know, when you launch all your other stuff and tell us all about it too. Yes. 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 We'd love to have you. Okay. (laughs) As for everybody else, catch us next time and make sure you check out our Facebook page. Um, I never can remember the link. (laughs) It's, It's Facebook page, ladies edition podcast.
That's a shame. You can find us there. That is a shame. <laughs> you can find us there. Leave us a comment. Let us know how you like the show. If you're an iTunes listener, go ahead and rate the show and subscribe. We'd love to uh, hear from any, any of you that have questions. So tune in next time for more Ladies Edition. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Edition. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast and tune in next time for more riveting conversation. Thank you.